You're tuning in to Spectre Radio. Revisiting our favorite Star Wars movie moments and debating about scenes from the shows. We're just three millennials trying to find our way through the galaxy through the eyes of the Jedi, clones, and the Sith. I'm Wyatt. I'm Andrew. My name is Alyssa, and we are Spectre Radio. Radio. This fierce machine which you have built, upon which we stand, will bring an end to the Senate, to their cherished fleet. All remaining systems will bow to the first spoiler and will remember this as the last day of the Republic! Thank you, General Hux, for that spoiler warning. Again, this is your warning for adult content and spoilers. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. There are stories about what happened. It's true. All of it. The dark side. The Jedi. being torn apart i want to be free of this podcast <laughs> i know what i have to do but i don't know if i have the strength to do it <laughs> will you guys help me yes why? i guess we'll help you, we'll help oh, you. Boy. i'm being replaced already hey guys what's up <laughs> welcome back to specter radio thank you for tuning in as we jumpstart and jump into the most recent trilogy with episode seven the Force Awakens. Before we jump in, I do want to introduce another guest friend of ours, one of my co-workers, Adam. Yay, he- Adam! <laughs> Welcome Woo-hoo. aboard. There's a little bit about Adam. He is almost as big and just as hairy as a Wookiee. Wow. Oh my gosh. He, <laughs> he, knows, he knows what it's like to work for the Empire because he is a former cast member. He loves Star Wars so much, he used it as part of his daughter's name. Oh. Yay. Thanks for having me, everybody. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks Happy to have you, man. Yes. So, Adam, before we get going, how did you convince your wife to let you pick the middle name of your daughter? <laughs> it was actually her idea. What? We wow. had we were set on a name, and she's like, "Nope, I want to change it." And I'm like, "No, we're set. We have it picked." And she's like, "What if we use Star Wars for the middle name?" I'm like, "Done." <laughs> so, well you got we have my daughter amelia ray yes wow. and we that's ex- that's exactly why we saved adam for this podcast specifically we could have used him <laughs> earlier but he wanted to hold off and wait for the force awakens so that's cool Alyssa, start us off by reading the opening scroll episode seven the force awakens Luke Skywalker has vanished. 
In his absence, the sinister First Order has risen from the ashes of the Empire and will not rest until Skywalker, the last Jedi, has been destroyed. With the support of the Republic, General Leia Organa leads a brave resistance. She is desperate to find her brother Luke again and gain his help in restoring peace and justice to the galaxy. Leia has sent her most daring pilot on a secret mission to Jakku, where an old ally has discovered a clue to Luke's whereabouts. Sweet. Alrighty. Thank you, Alyssa, for reading our opening. Now we're going to move into uh, our one of our favorite segments called Access the Archives, as Wyatt likes to shout it. <laughs> um, so I've got a couple. Um so one, John Poyega waited to tell his parents that he'd been cast because he was afraid they were not going to believe him. I read so this. So he waited until like the cast photos came out. Yes. Um, he, I think he did that for some of his friends too. I think I saw that on like the Graham Norton show. That's something um, that your parents would probably make you do as well because they would not believe you either. Oh, absolutely not. I wouldn't believe <laughs> me either. And, I'm, and I tell the truth. But that's, that's like big, you know? So, um, so that was pretty funny. Uh, next, there was a, a decent amount of uh, cameos uh, in this one. We've got obviously Simon Pegg was uh, the the Uncar Pluck guy, Pluck um, the, yes. the one quarter portion. Yes. <laughs> um, cheapskate. Uh, Daniel Craig was the stormtrooper. You will unlock this door. I will unlock this door or whatever. <laughs> um, Warwick Davis was in it as well. Um, you know, little little wicket. And then Ewan McGregor and Kevin Smith provided voice work. Oh, so happy. yes, and I and I'm gonna piggyback because you stole one of mine, so I'm proud of you. Um, that Ben Schwartz was also doing some sounds for one of the droids, and then we got a little bit of audio mixing to get Frank Yaz's Oda Yoda. Excuse me, what is wrong with me today? Odin. Um, you have a stroke. <laughs> you smell like, burnt I toast. I said Oz and. <laughs> My brain went Oda instead of Yoda. Do you smell burnt toast? I Are you do. craving chocolate milk? I am. <laughs> so you're having um, there a stroke a couple... and there's time travel. Got it. <laughs> there were a couple other celebrities in here that um, you may or may not know. So obviously, um, Kevin Smith was actually also a voice for one of the First Order Stormtroopers. He's like a very famous um, director. Mm-hmm. And um, Carrie Fisher's daughter plays one of the members of the resistance billy lord we love her Hmm. and i don't know if i was the only one that just got to the party but i had no idea that lupita nyong'o was the voice of maz kanada yeah she does a great job like that's the mark of a good actor when you don't recognize them in a voice in voice work i feel like so Alyssa, so for, well. for those not including me who don't know that that character or that voice she actor she was who the is love it? interest in black panther if oh. you've seen that yes i can't remember her character's name it's escaping I've me but i've seen the mocap of her actually you know playing moz but i didn't put two and two together of that yeah you know, where else i've seen her she also just wrote um a children's book She's um, Kenyan and Mexican. She's so beautiful, but she's been in a bunch of stuff. I'm trying to pull up her list so I can tell you a couple other things, but that's the one. Oh, and she was also just in um, that horror, like thriller movie, Us. She played the mom in mm-hmm. that Jordan Peele um, movie where she's like an alter ego or whatever, but 
she's got a long filmography. She's been in a lot of things. Um, but yeah, I had no clue. I didn't yeah. know who it was. I had no guess, but yeah, she's, she's great. <laughs> uh, she did a great job for sure. Well, as far as casting goes, I, for the first time watched the, uh, like a director's commentary and you guys remember his name was snap Wexley. Mm-hmm. He was pretty much the only guy I would ever be able to cosplay. He was a, one of the uh, X-Wing pilots, big guy, beard. Yeah, I could pull that off. Yeah. But he's one of J.J. Abrams' kindergarten friends. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. He he, play, he played a role in Heroes. Remember that show years and years yes. ago? He was, oh, my God. He was the I cop. loved yeah. that show. I love that show. Yeah. I was like, ah, Matt Parkman. He's in it. So <laughs> that, was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, good, Talking- good catch. Talking of um, people who we know, did you recognize who played Captain Phasma, Alyssa? Yes. Mm-hmm. Our friend from uh, Game of Thrones. Yes, Brian, Brianna. Sherlock, Tart. right? She was in Sherlock too, right? I think she, she was Mary uh, Watson. I don't know that. So Gwen, Gwen Doline Christie. Yeah, I Gwendolyn, think that's her. Yeah, Gwendolyn, Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Watch that's that. Okay. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Talking about also actors. Did you guys know that John Boyoga had to audition nine times before they gave him this part? What? Nine times? Just for them to completely waste his potential? I'd be pissed too. Was it something with his accent? Because I feel like I read something about like he tried it in the British accent and it didn't work, but he did an American accent and they were like, yes. I didn't read too far into it because I was just flabbergasted that it took him yeah. nine times to. He's so good. To get this part. Can you imagine all those callbacks? And be like, okay, oh. we're, we're going to call you next week. We'll call you next week. And just keep on going for months <laughs> on that. Poor guy. My gosh. I've been oh. in interviews like that before. <laughs> Don't call us. We'll call you. And oh, man. My other, got the job. my other access to the archive is kind of more geared towards Alyssa. So did you know there was two entirely different BB-8 units made for this movie? No. Yes, there was one that was a remote control. That took three people to to actually move it. One one for the body, one for the head, or one for the gadgets that come out. And then the other BB was actually a puppet. Oh, to do the like the little head movements <laughs> and stuff. I did not know that. That's cool. And yeah, watching this movie with my wife, we realized that BB-8 is Lola, my Shih Tzu. <laughs> Pretty much. It's yes. The same colors, the same personality. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and one thing that I actually saw to piggyback off your point is I did not know that R2 was completely CGI for this film. Was he really? That's what I read. So internet, it must be true if it's on the internet. I don't know. But it said, if upon rewatching, if you look really close, you're like, mm, I can kind of see it. Especially when BB-8 and R2 are interacting at the end. Um, hmm. I kind of w- saw it. I wonder why they did that. Because yeah. It's not like they have like he's like not he very did much. He's in this not movie. in the movie very much, right? No, but so. it's not like there's you can find and fully a full size R two unit pretty much anywhere. So I, mean, I wonder, and, what, and they they are Star Wars. They probably had one. They probably have a warehouse around. full of them. Yeah. Well, let's think about Kenny Baker. God rest his soul. He's not with mm. us anymore. Yeah. Would they put R two in it without Kenny? Oh, that's a good point. Kind of like she don't know, call when, when he passed her. It's yeah. like retiring a jersey kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Hmm. That's a good I'm point. Sure I mean, they they can. Since, but I don't know that, that 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 that's a good point, Adam. They might have done that kind of as, as respect to Kenny. 
and they sense well since lucas listens to this can you please dm us and oh my gosh you and the lucas thing i have a couple more before we move on so um i know one of the things we love to talk about is this new thing i'm gonna call the star wars curse where like apparently there's like injuries in every movie (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's like always the most random stuff so apparently during filming harrison ford broke his leg when the hydraulic door of the falcon slammed on top of him and it put him out of action. They actually, when they brought him back on set, they had to give him hair extensions um, to like match what his character looked like before he left. His hair length was all off. Um, so that was obviously widely publicized, but it wasn't until, you know, that the publicity started for the film that J.J. Abrams revealed that he had actually broken his back as well to lift the falling door off of Harrison Ford. <laughs> so it's just sure. like continued. What a bumbling guy. I just can't. Was it like recently, like before that or after that, where Harrison Ford was actually injured in, in like, cause he's a pilot. The plane crash. The plane crash. Yeah. 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 That was, I think he broke some ribs or something. I don't he's know. getting injured that, all that over the place. Just insane. Um, one other one I had was the, the Disney influence. Obviously, this was really the beginning of Disney putting its stamp on Star Wars. Mm. Um, they actually showed John Lasseter an early cut of the film, and he was the one that we can thank for the Lola-isms for amping up <laughs> the physical comedy of BB-8. So they actually added the thumbs up joke because Ford of John Lasseter. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm I'm saying, but... Yeah, so, you know, John Lasseter, for those of you that don't know, was a principal um, to really help build Disney, Pixar, Toy Story, A Bug's Life, Toy Story 2, Cars, Cars 2. So he was a big influence on that. Wow. Yep. And uh, the last one I had was, obviously, we get a lot of similarities between Poe and Han throughout the film. Um, but just like Harrison Ford, Oscar Isaacs actually improvised a number of his lines as Poe, including the who talks first. Do I talk first? He actually um, improvised that in his exchange. So I thought that was really cute. He was uh, originally going to die. They were originally yes. going to kill him off. Yes. Just that's, like Han. Remember? Well, that's, well, that's one of the reasons like when you saw merchandise first coming out for this uh, movie that he was not anywhere to be found on it because That's he was originally going to die in the, in the fighter crash in when, the tie the, crash. Right. Yeah. So, but he was like, Hey, yeah, I'll do this movie and Hey, yeah, I'll die. But this will be like my set, my second or third major franchise that I'm a part of that. I die in the first movie. In the that first act. Yeah. So <laughs> it was the first act. Yeah. So it's just like, and, and I think he plays like apocalypse, doesn't he? in X-Men. So he dies in that too. So he, they were, they kind of like, kind okay. of at later in production they kind of were like yeah i guess you could you know not die so that's why he's <laughs> on like the last jedi um production stuff and like toys and whatnot and not really for the force awakens so and that's also why it's you know this is kind of getting into the next movie but things are a little like weird with him because like we didn't get a lot of backstory with him in this no. movie so in the next movie when certain people are allowed to as they do have complaints about things about his character i'm like well i mean we didn't have any backstory so anything that seems weird it's just because we don't know anything about him yet right so would have almost like to see an origin story from from him yeah for sure harp it on that (laughs) on every podcast disney will make it (laughs) yeah 
This is true. At this rate, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> one last one, and then we'll move on. So this was the first movie that did, that Disney generated after acquiring Lucas Films. Mm-hmm. So um, Lucas was Films was bought for four point zero five billion dollars. Mm-hmm. With this cheddar. this movie brought in worldwide just over two billion dollars. So in one movie, they got half of their investment back. Dang. Plus merchandise from the movie. Right. Yeah. That, that, that was just ticket sales. That wasn't merchandise. This, you know, or and theme park and theme park or <laughs> all other things related to Disney. I imagine they, they made their money back by 2017, the latest two years after this movie right. came out. The latest. So talking about when this came out. So listen, I would actually talk chat about this the other day. I, we couldn't believe that this movie came out at the end of 2015. Yeah, December, right? Almost six years ago. Which Crazy. that was the part I I struggled with because I was like, that was a couple of years ago. And then he said six years and I was like, no. And I was Did like, you- oh my God, it is six years ago. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. well, you got to remember 2020 was both the longest and shortest year of our lives. So it kind of messes everything yes. up. It does. Yes. I saw a meme <laughs> that was like 2019 was last year. 2020 was also last year. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Yeah, that was funny. Okay, moving on to our next topic that is that is catered for this movie specifically is what we expected versus our expectations of this movie. So with this coming out within the past, this past six or five to six years, you know, we kind of had to tailor this question. So what we expected so this was the movie that brought me back into the franchise after the prequels. Because, Andrew, correct me if I'm wrong, but Revenge of the Sith came out in 2005. May, May 2005. So we had, a, we had a 10-year gap of nothing. Mm-hmm. Unless you count you know, all, the, all the animated stuff. But as far as movies, this is, this is kind of, we had to wait 10 years for a whole other movie. Yeah, we had, we had Clone Wars and like a season and a half of Rebels by the time this movie came out. Right, which I well, I had no idea about the animated series Same. until until Same. Andrew brought me onto it. So hearing rumors and trailers of this movie coming out, again, no idea what to expect. No idea where we are in the timeline. Obviously, I knew that it was after Return of the Jedi, but is it a year? Is it two years? It ends up being three decades mm-hmm. after Return of the Jedi. However, after the after watching this the first first time round, it was I think overwhelmed is the best word I can use to describe this because there is a lot going on. There's a lot of characters that we know and love. There's a lot of new characters, and. On first watch, I'm like, what the heck did I just watch? <laughs> it was awesome. Yes. I need to watch this again. Mm. Which I was listening to another podcast talk about it. And they talk about when um, they were producing this movie is, okay, do we go in the direction of fan service to make c- current Star Wars fans happy? Or do we branch out and try and bring in new, new viewers? So I think they nailed us right down the middle. I think they did too. I agree. They just remade the original trilogy. It's fine. No. 
You don't believe with that? With this film, <laughs> with this film, there was so, and there was a lot that I read about this too, that it was yeah. like a lot of deliberate changes that were like, Jakku was originally supposed to be an ice planet. And then they were like, nope, it's going to be a desert because she's just like Luke, blah, blah, blah. Which again, I don't hate it. I love this movie. I think it's great. Um, and I do appreciate the subtle nods here and there. And there are differences between Ray and Luke that are pretty glaringly obvious, but um, yeah. Gender notwithstanding. Well, thank you. Uh, you, you got my sarcasm there, but um, no, I think one of the main things was just um, Abrams was very afraid to like go out on his own and make his own stamp right. on things. And he would just kind of retreat back into the, the safe zone of, Oh, this worked. If it ain't broke, let's not fix it. And right. it worked, right? It yeah. did. But well, cause if he screwed it up, Bad, you know, trying something completely different. Well, like he did it wouldn't it have gotten. Ending, but well, there, there are <laughs> reasons for that. But if he screwed it up bad, we were going to change his name to Jar Jar Abrams. It's a different thing screwing up the first movie than it is screwing up the last movie. And especially because we had a different director in the uh... middle movie. So I mean, well, I'm not, all I'm Wyatt not saying... ever talks about is how bad season eight of Game of Thrones was. So no. I think the ending being that. bad does matter. I know uh, it you're, does, I'm, but you're supporting you have, you my argument. Start, all right. If you have a bad start. You're not it, the ending. You know, at that point, the ending doesn't matter. That is a fair point. But, but yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Like even in the in the initial stages, it was going to open with the Luke's lightsaber floating through space and the explanation of like how it got there. And I was like, Oh, that would have been cool and interesting and different. And like, no, they, they were the article I read was like against better judgment or, or with better judgment, they changed their minds. And I was like, who's got better judgment. Yeah, That's, who's this, judgment? Is all, this is opinions. This isn't facts. Like this is Canon. Whatever you make is Canon. Like, my gosh. And I was listening to a, um, an interview um, with uh, Bob Iger, so former Disney CEO and uh, George Lucas. And one thing Star Wars is known for is A, pushing the boundaries and kind of cr creating content with their technology. Yeah. And George hated this movie. He, he hated it. <laughs> he, he didn't like it because he... George left what he wanted Star Wars to be when he sold it to Disney. And Disney kind of just crumpled it up, threw it away because they wanted to go their own direction. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of don't like when Kathleen Kennedy's like, well, you know, we have no books. We have no comics. We have no lore with which to go off of anything. We're, we're in uncharted waters. I'm like, did well, really you did. That? Yes. I was like, well, you did. And you threw it all away. You had a few decades of books, video games, comics, audios etc cetera, etc cetera. i'm like so you did but how do you them. fit how do you fit new movies into something that's already there good point there, so there's they, so much there you had what hundreds of books yeah it was a couple hundred books so and i mean try to make pulled, they could have pulled with, from any of those but that's been done people have read those stories but some people have read those stories uh, okay yes uh okay let's, let's do let's do a poll real quick Who's read any of the books from before 2010? <laughs> oh, gosh. I've read zero Star Wars books still. One, I don't know maybe still. two. Okay. The point being, <laughs> three out of four of us have not. So most of the people who have read them are my uncle's age, you know, who right. these were coming out when they were already older Star Wars fans. 
So they could have done their own twists on them, or they could have just made movies out of them instead of just books. I mean, they do that all the time. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But mm-hmm. I mean, he, Adam does have a good point. How like, how do you do that? It's it's a fine line, but again, you don't just throw out everything you have and complain you have nothing. Right. That's kind of not right. Well, Adam, <laughs> if, if you're so opinionated, why don't you share with us your expectations? Yeah. Okay. I went into this with nothing. My only <laughs> gut pray was, I, it was just, it was a prayer of God, just don't screw it up. Literally. Right. And, you know, growing up, you know, I, I didn't get to see the original trilogy you know, in theaters, I got to see these special editions and, you know, there was the midnight showings when the prequels came out and I, just, mm. I love all of it. I'm just, I'm just give me something that I can love. Mm. And I think they nailed it. It cool. is a stretch, but I'll say they did a good job. Why do you think it's a stretch? Kylo's girlfriend. for those of you that can't see my zoom name (laughs) thanks Wyatt or I should say Maz Kanata (laughs) I see the same Um, set of eyes (laughs) yes exactly no I think it's just like I said like I really love a lot of things and it's very hard for me to be critical of things that I love and obviously like your opinion is going to be shaped and molded based on what other people say Right. Like we, we rub off on each other on the pod with our opinions. It happens a lot. For sure. Um, but I think the more distance you can get from a piece of work like this, a piece of artwork like this, the more perspective you have. Right. And upon rewatching now, after diving so deep into the canon through this podcast and getting like a literal education on Star Wars once a week for the past almost four months. Mm-hmm. Rewatching this film, it was like, oh, this is a direct call out. This is a direct call out. This we've is been doing Star this for Wars. four months already. Yeah, almost. Yeah, it's almost April. Um, this is, you know, um, what Star Wars does, and they do it best, and we love it for that. Is it gives us that same feeling because it's calling upon itself, mm. which is great, but. Why, you know, like we've said before, why can't we venture off into a new section of of canon to get something different? Right. Because we started to it to get it. And then they were like, oh, not ice, but a desert. And oh, um, yeah, we're going to have a hotshot pilot who's got a big mouth and a big head of hair. Where have we heard that before? You know what I mean? So there's just bits and pieces where they're, tr- they were trying and you're like, Oh, they're going to get there. They're going to get there. And then it's like, okay, we have these plans in a droid that we have to get to the rebels. I mean, the resistance, we change the name. It's totally different. Right. So there's always going to be a little bit of that, especially even from clones and rebels. We saw the same plots <laughs> reiterated many times in those episodes, but yeah, I, I did love it when it first came out and I was like, this is perfect. Nothing can knock this. And then the more perspective I get, I'm like, I see what they did. So I don't think it was nailed. I love it for what it is. It's a great film. I, I will rewatch it all the time, but we can call it a spade a spade and call it what it is and say, they basically remade a new hope. And I have no problem with that. I love that. Well, usually you love everything. This is I do. I know. That's what I'm saying. And I'm I'm not saying I don't love it. I'm just saying I'm not gonna say this is the best Star Wars film out there. And I don't I don't know if no. any of us are saying that. 
But Adam, um, <laughs> you can't compare to the original trilogy. Nothing's yeah. gonna top can't. those. Right, right. Um, I mean, I'm kind of pretty much a little bit of where each of you are. Oh boy, I yeah, kind in of the middle. I'm shocked. Yeah, this yeah, never yeah. happens. <laughs> anyway. Um, I do feel like they took um, a decent amount of things from uh, the, the first movie uh, from A New Hope. Um, I Obviously, I think some of that was done um, to nod to their original group of fans because Star Wars, first and foremost, is a story that was like centered around like children and young adults. It always has been. Like most of the people watching the original movies were kids. They're now grown up, but they've been fans this whole time. So with the prequels, some of them felt like um, it wasn't quite catered to them, which, you know, I have my own opinions on. It's like, okay, it's the originals were for you as kids. Why are you robbing the kids of now from having an experience? So like there is that on that hand, but you also can't alienate your original fan base. Like your original fan base pretty much help make star wars into what it is i mean i know the prequels as much as there's a lot of hate towards them they did a really good job in making the franchise what it is too so you can't discount that either so i i would agree in saying that i think they did a good job in what i'll say they nailed is doing it great for multiple generations um i don't think the movie was the best movie there is like we just said you can't compare it to the originals but uh, i personally think um, they, they did a good job, especially after not having a Star Wars movie in 10 years. Um, there were plenty of things I liked about it. Uh, much like Adam, I went in with pretty much zero expectations. <laughs> I had friends asking me, oh, who are these characters from the commercials? I'm like, I don't know. I've barely seen the commercials. I, I'm like, I, I heard that they were not doing anything that they had previously done uh, in this timeline from you know the Legends books. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be completely surprised. I'll look up stuff after. And that's what yeah, I did so that evening. As, I looked as up surprised as all of us pretty much. Yeah. Cool. Because a lot of that stuff was still uncharted territory. Like I don't even know if they had written any backstory on Jakku, which for those of you who don't know, that was the last official battle in the galactic civil war between the rebels and the empire. It was one year after Endor. Um, the empire ma- marshaled a decent amount of their forces. They had a base on there. Uh, the rebels showed up. Then they were already called the New Republic. They crashed one of the last super star destroyers the Empire had on the planet. They signed the Galactic Concordance. Peace. And then 30 years later, they're back on that planet. Um, so I don't even think any of that had been written yet. So that was that was really interesting. Um, so the, the only thing I was expecting, I was expecting to see the original cast from the original movies more than they were in this movie. Luke Skywalker had a way bigger part. And then they were like, JK, let's put all this on the cutting room floor. Yeah. So I I was expecting to see them more. Um, Obviously I was kind of like each trilogy has their own, you know, new cast that they focus on. I was still expecting to see Han. I mean, Han and Chewie were in a decent amount, but I was expecting Mm -hmm. to see Leia and Luke significantly more than we did. So I I don't, I don't want to say that I was disappointed with that. I just, it, just didn't meet my expectation and it's not all about me and I'm completely okay with that. Um, yeah. Um, it beat most of the expectations I have, obviously watching this movie more and more, I'm seeing more things that I don't like of it, but I still enjoy this movie probably more 
in at least for nostalgia purposes than the other two. Yeah. It's it, this trilogy is kind of hard to pick a favorite because of the complexity of this trilogy. We'll just put it that way. There are different things I dislike about each movie and there's completely different things I like about each movie. So it's just mm. for, for this, like Alyssa said, for this movie being what it was, I enjoyed it. And I, it, it, I don't think it's my, it definitely wouldn't be the worst movie of, of the entire no. franchise for sure. No, absolutely not. Even close. not. All right, let's move forward to our next category of what if. I think this is Wyatt's favorite. <laughs> um, so I'll start off with my what if. And I was really struggling the whole time upon rewatching to come up with one until the very end. And then one finally came to me and I was like, ooh. So obviously towards the end, we get this earthquake, planet implosion, whatever kind of ground shifting that physically separates Kylo and Rey, right? So that is the the end of the battle between the two of them in the snow, in the forest. So do we think if that wouldn't have happened, what if one killed the other or seriously injured the other? Obviously, Kylo has a big scar across his face, so he was, you know, injured, but she was she was winning. She had the high ground here at the end. So what what if that that earth never crumbled? What are your thoughts on that? How would it have ended? I think I'll go first on this one. I don't think Kylo would have let up. Episode seven, Kylo was relentless. He was ruthless. I think he would have kept attacking until either he won or he couldn't attack anymore. But then who would we have had for the bad guy for, you know, eight and nine? Right. Do you think he would have killed her? Would have tried. Well, we got to remember, you know, that Kylo, he was he already took a bowcaster shot to the hip, which which he was boom, boom. Oh, yeah. He was thumping on that thing. Yeah. He was using that to fuel his anger for sure. Right, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right, right. And he'd also gotten a, a, a shoulder blow from Finn. And so he was he was slice up the face crucially face. injured and he was still yeah. holding his own so and when i first saw it i thought he, he was kind his dad. Of like so oh yeah he's got that inside him in addition to his out outward injuries yeah I but think... i think that also like fueled him a bit and like gave him more yeah and also i feel like if he would have killed his dad he would definitely kill some girl he never met like the only reason i think he's remotely interested in her after is because of what happened and now they're apart from each other. Well, that, and also remember Snoke said like, I need her mm-hmm. remember. And was yeah. like, bring me, bring her to me. You know, we want, we want to take what we can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. quick, no. quick on Snoke. We, oh, Andy Sarkis. We forgot to mention him on the, on all the cameos. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh. So good. I mean, but now that we know, obviously finishing this, um, this trilogy, we know that Snoke is a puppet of Palpatine at this point. Do you? So Sorry. obviously, I laugh. obviously, Snoke <laughs> wanted Ray. Do you think for like the rule of two to still apply? You know, maybe train up Ray to overthrow Kylo. I don't know that they're Sith anymore at this point. The 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 Sith lineage ended with Palpatine. Yeah, 
and, and I don't Vader. get that vibe. They're, I get they're, more of they're like dark side for sure. They're very much dark side, but it's kind of like what we, I don't know if we talked about it on here with Saudi, but we definitely talked about it like via text message with Saudi Garcia, one of our previous <laughs> guests, you know, how would you describe Dooku? How would you describe Maul, Savage, this and that dark side, dark Jedi or Sith kind of thing. They're definitely dark side, but I think like Sith is like a specific group that Category. like, you have, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. So I, I think that he would keep both of them as long as Kylo was proving his, you know, worth and all, as long as she was proving his worth, the more the merrier. Right. Um, especially if he's not one to get up and go on missions like Palpatine would on occasion. Yeah. So he wouldn't really mind sharing his power as long as they don't overthrow him. Well, and there were probably two other potentials there, right? Because we see the the whole life life force sucking and 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 casting later on, mm-hmm. and then you know did Snoke know that Ray is a Palpatine mm-hmm. before she knew and before Kylo knew, and he was like, I need to mm-hmm. get her on my side for for that purpose, right? Like, wait, there's so much loose ends there, but that's what happens when you switch directors every yeah. five seconds with these. Two. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, but. I think back to my back to my question. Hmm. I don't think um, I don't think either would have killed the other. Like I think we we get you know obviously the the climax to that like conversation in the next um, film where it's like come to my side, no come to my side, kind of thing. So I don't I don't think either would have really gotten to that point to kill each other. No, I don't think Ray would have would have killed Kylo. No, I don't think so. She was you know, pretty she mad was, at him, though. Well, she was getting her butt kicked. Then you see she has that moment of serenity where she's like, "No, mm, I'm going to fair. embrace this power. I'm going to feel the force." Yes, he was to, like the force, and side. she was like, "Oh yeah, that thing that I I don't know much about. I forgot but, um, about that." Power. She definitely embraced the light side for sure. With yes. like you said, with the serenity. It's a good point. And can we talk about how killer that scene is when they are dueling um, in the snow with the steam kind of yes. running off their faces and their sabers and you're that seeing the, the really trees cool. falling. The trees falling. You're seeing Did the you flash. know that was added later? Yeah. That no. Spielberg saw the movie and he was like, this is missing this. Add the trees falling. So after the uh, scene was already choreographed and filmed and shot, they added the trees falling in post. Wow, Incredible. that's really and cool. I guess this became canon a little bit after this movie came out. But the planet that they used for Star Killer Base is Ilum. Yes, if, that, if that's ringing a bell for anybody, yes, if you, Rebels. If, yeah, Rebels, the, the Gathering episode. Yes, so it's where all the Padawans get their their Kyber crystal. So that explains why that that planet is so powerful. Yes, but why <laughs> <laughs> as soon as i heard it again rewatching, i was like yes because you know it's my favorite episode so this actually segues into my what if pretty well i had so we as hosts kind of have two ready in case one of ours is already said so my second one i think is better so what if star killer base wasn't blown up <laughs> at the sorry. end at the just end like of, every movie what if fill in the blank wasn't blown up something is I'm, blown up in every I, I, i'm kind of <laughs> i'm kind of like i don't know how that was enough to blow up an entire planet as it is like uh, 
like how much how extensive was this base into the planet's core and like why did blowing up certain like just a few small parts of it necessitate blowing up i thought it was like i thought it like was the planet i mean like yeah it was it was, but they built it into the planet. Right, Ilum was right. not like that. Ilum, Ilum was not born like that. <laughs> like it was Wasn't born with a huge reactor. I'll tell out of you it. why. Because no. Star Wars, and because it happened in the original trilogy, <laughs> and they were like, "There's this really small hole that we got to find and and get something in there to blow it up." There's Literally, but like, was I'm it like, designed okay. like that? I'm like, I don't. I'm like, Michael Bay didn't direct this. Why does it need to blow up? Michael but Bay. I'm just <laughs> like, I understand. Like, oh, cool explosion, and now we don't have to worry about this anymore. But like, I, I don't know that they put enough work in into that to blow up an entire planet. Um, yeah, also, I mean- like, does this? How does this? Pla- <laughs> like, obviously, the Death Star is a spaceship that moves around. How does this planet work? Like, is it on? Is it on an orbit? Can they yeah. kind of take it out of orbit and move it around? Do they just? shoot from long distance i i read the explanation for it one time and i can't bloody remember but like yeah they already used up their <laughs> one sun in the solar system so like if they want to you get again, another sun yeah they, they gotta go somewhere else so it's, you just you yeah. just move a planet you can it's easier than moving the sun the tractor beams would melt on the sun oh my gosh so Wait, this is the nerdiest argument i've ever heard in my life it, it kind of reminds me of that episode of big bang theory when the girls are trying to determine who's worthy to lift thor's hammer and the guys are just like have their mouths gaping open that the yes. girls are actually talking about <laughs> superhero yes. stuff yeah but i don't know that's that's a good question what if it wouldn't what if it didn't blow up well well I think the short answer is it. they wouldn't have to rebuild it like they did later on. They'd have to fix the crap out of it if they even tried to do it again, which I'm not sure is a good idea to even try to do it again. But well, they always in, in they the, build back bigger. So, you know, yes. you Death Star 1, Death Star 2. What's bigger than a planet? A slightly uh, larger planet. How do you build <laughs> a slightly sorry, larger sorry. planet? <laughs> Jupiter to Earth. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Well, in the next film, like they don't even use it. They just follow the rebels all over the the resistance, all over the galaxy. So they're just like, we but they got a bigger ship. They did. Yeah, that thing was We're like the biggest ship in galactic boat. history. It was huge. That's a good question, Wyatt. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I guess they just try We're and fix stunned, it. Wyatt. Uh, we don't know. <laughs> You've outnerded us this time. What about you, Adam? You got a what if? I do. I'm going to go back to the beginning of the movie. Oh, boy. As I listen to you guys all the time, and I, I scream at my radio and go, this is my answer. And this time I actually <laughs> a chance to put it <laughs> But what if the quad jumper hadn't blown up? What if they took the quad jumper instead of oh, the Falcon? That's great. <laughs> I that's love great. this question. Because it was, it was faster than, you know, the First Order ties. They could have gotten away. They, you know, wanted a broken down because it, you know, wasn't a hunk of junk. And it would. You- I have, I have a feeling that they might have gone that route if Harrison Ford didn't agree to this movie. Mm. I don't think this movie would have well, happened without it. I think Han still would have gotten his Falcon back because they were tracking it. They weren't just randomly there with their giant hauler that they were hauling Rathars with. They were. They were tracking the ship. So I, I think Han would have gotten his, it actually probably would have made for a much smoother movie and Ray probably wouldn't have been captured because they never would have been at Maz's castle. They would have just gone to the Ilenium system. Um, so that actually would have a lot, yeah. dropped off the droid and, and ran. You wouldn't have had, you know, 
Finn and Ray pulled into the fight, you need all the credits. Ray would have been like, Hey, <laughs> have your droid back. I'm going back to Jakku. Um, well, I think, I don't know if they, before the first order launches their giant weapon, I don't know if the resistance knew about it yet until Finn told them. So as long as he could pass off that key piece of Intel, they can still probably blow it up. Like it didn't necessarily have to be Han and Chewie sneaking in and planning charges. Chewie's pretty loud. It could have been anybody kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I, I think it would have made for a smoother movie and Han wouldn't have died personally. I don't know. Mm. What, what do you guys think? Well, I know like Harrison Ford did not want to be a part of this movie. But he was like, so, I'll be a part of it if I die. Kill me. Yeah, he was he was asked to be written off in this movie. He did not want to come back. And, and then the he same came thing. Back. He wasn't sure if he was gonna do Jedi. Like, hey, remember that contract you signed? Yeah, it's still kind of out. Just kidding. Remember, remember I had you You're sign a contract for, for 203 minutes? Well, we only You're had you for 200, for 200 you. so <laughs> we got you for three more minutes that we're going to stretch out in two movies. Yes. My answer is um, I think it would have happened no matter what. If it didn't happen on, on Jakku, it would have happened somehow because – the force willed it or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> there, there was obviously a reason why like Han was, you know, obviously connected to Ray to get her to Luke, to get to Leia, to get to all of it. So I think it would have happened at some point, you know, but obviously the quad jumper being blown up was a, a easy way to introduce it and clever. Cause we didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. Right. And then we get the da da da, and I was like, ah, in the movie theater. I remember being like that and, <laughs> and like punching my dad in the arm and being like, dad, it's your favorite, you know? Um, <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'll go. It kind of leads into, um, it kind of leads into my question. What if Han just, you know, got over it and went to see his wife and <laughs> flew straight to the resistance base instead of like, you know, stopping on Takadana and getting, uh, getting Ray captured, essentially. He's like, oh, I'm going to bring you guys somewhere that people can totally see your droid. Like if two random pirate gangs look at this droid for a quarter of a second when their eyes are fixed on me and they know that the First Order is looking for that droid. Yeah, let's go to a really seedy bar with people from all over the galaxy. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. No offense, Maz, I'm sure your bar, your bar is great. I would I would like to go, personally. Rest in peace. You uncultured swine. Um, anyway... I call whatever I want if I tip well. Anyway. Oh my god. Um, so wow. I if he would have Moof just, you know, milker. gotten over you, you know, move milker. You move milker. You kashiki and move milker. But if he literally just would have like gotten over it and like gone. Like That's a that's an interesting point because I was literally just talking about this with a friend of mine yesterday how like we get the the Han and Leia reunion and then you're like, "Oh, like they haven't seen each other in a while. Like he wasn't just out running to the grocery store to get some milk. Like he's been gone a while. And, uh, you know, we get one scene with that and then it jumps forward. And then it's like, well, the reason why we've been divorced or separated or whatever the star Wars term for divorce or whatever their situation is, which I don't think they're, I don't know. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> and they jumped to it immediately and they answered the question and they're like, well, we both were depressed because our son was turned to the dark side and we had to both just compensate by going back to the only things we were ever good at. 
smuggling and governing. That's it. Hmm. And you're just like, really? This is the the reason your marriage was destroyed? Like, wouldn't you lean on that person? Except, you know, you blame yourself, you blame each other, all of that. Is there not therapy in 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 the galaxy far, far away? Like, can you just go to a marriage counselor and get a professional <laughs> to fix it? Really I mean, let's, all the counselors were on Alderaan and it's Let's up. be real. Like, <laughs> Anakin needed a therapist a long time ago long time ago could you not have c3po program to do a little bit of that i think a droid would be a great therapist that'd be a really but, good, um, that's a really good point that was just that's just my thought is like yeah go to therapy go to counseling <laughs> would have made for a shorter movie um as much as i like maz's castle and maz and all that um it was not a great idea to stop in a really seedy area filled with potential spies um just to avoid you know, seeing your wife when you could easily just like be a jerk and just drop them off and leave because you're already being a jerk and dropping them off on another planet. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I have this really potentially dangerous piece of information that uh, my brother-in-law um, will be directly affected by. Um, it was enough for me to like bring them somewhere and not put them in an escape pod, like I said I was going to do, but that's about it. Like, I mean, I love my brother-in-law, but not that much. Like, what? <laughs> no. Like, ah. Why? I know that that's that question is based on that Han Solo is responsible. And he's not. That's fair. That's really fair. He <laughs> um you know he he doesn't pay his debts, he runs, he hides, he yeah. smuggles. He's a runner. There's no one in the galaxy left for you to swindle. <laughs> I love that he said that. I'm just like, wow, you still playing these games. That's great. Let the guys club. I never made a deal with Conja Club. Tell oh, that hey. to them. <laughs> oh, good to see you. Yeah. That's me when I'm caught in a lie. I'm like, uh, good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So I'll take us into our uh, next category of uh, personal uh, best and worst. Um, I, I loved the the beginning of this movie, even after like when he, he breaks uh, Poe out. I, I don't know. I thought it was a good setup for the movie. Um, I, I like any time they use the Falcon, you know, we get the roar of those engines, especially because the trilogy before this, there was no Millennium Falcon. So I was like, all right, you know, it's, it's been a while. This, this is good. Um, you know, I, I did like when they met Maz, you know, contrary to what my, what if just was, um, so I, there was a lot I liked about the movie. I actually kind of had to watch, um, uh, cinema sins, um, everything wrong with to remember the things I didn't like about that movie. <laughs> um, so, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm like, I've totally had this complaint. I'm like, oh yeah, I said that to my brother once. So oh my God, I, Brian, I, as cool as Starkiller base was, I, I kind of thought it was a little dumb and a little overkill, uh, not very dumb, not very overkill, but like, like that's a, a lot of work. And Andrew, you're so nice when you're giving an insult. <laughs> I'm not very good at it. Like when, no. people, when, when people at work are like trying to fake insult me, I can't do it. I'm not very good at it at all. Um, so but uh, it's just a lot. And then like when they fire the beam, like they all can see after that. No, no, you cannot. <laughs> None of you are wearing protective goggles. None of they you are wearing show, even sunglasses. They show all the trees bending with the force of that blast. How are the all the troopers not blown away too? Yeah, at the, like literally, like at the most, they should be, all be dead. 
the like minute we start a- to pick apart gravity in the Star Wars galaxy, it's the minute this entire franchise falls apart. Oh, it's not like the beams bend in the middle of space to, to randomly pick their targets. <laughs> Good Lord. No, that we're was, not, not going to go about that. Thing. That was another thing. Oh, so boy. Oh, boy. then um, in addition to that, their, their little Heil Hitler salute was a bit oh. much. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, like I know they were obviously and going the red for red and nods. black flag behind them. I know, like obviously, we all know what they were going for. They did the same kinds of things with the original trilogy, with like how the imperial uniforms looked and the helmets and stuff like that. But yes, like, the helmets. We, we already get the point with that. We don't need the over the top. Like I, I just, I personally felt like it was a bit much. And then personally, the map to Luke Skywalker things makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> no, like. like and did he like like I, I could never form it into words as far as what I thought was wrong with it. I was like, how did they get the map? How does it not fit any record they have, yet there are records of it? And then right. then Cinemason said it best. He was like, Did he go on this journey, come back, give someone a piece, and then go missing? <laughs> I was like, that's a that's probably the probably the best way to put that. Like, how did w- like how do you get this map of somewhere of someone you don't know where he is? Gosh. So maybe maybe the uh, the records were on scarf and that's all gone now. <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, I know they needed this like for the plot, but like it it they I don't I don't feel that they did it right personally. But somebody deleted them from the archives because someone erased them from the archive archives. memory. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's mine, youngling. No, that's definitely truly a, a... wonderful. The mind of a child. <laughs> Says the man with the child. No, Andrew, that's definitely a great point. I wouldn't, you know, I I just rewatched this today uh, for the. Wow, uh, procrastinator much. Nope, I wanted to be as fresh as possible. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I yeah, procrastinated the, for sure. The hell Hitler was Andrew, the did you even touch. watch the movie before this? Don't even lie. You just watched a couple of YouTube clips. Shut up. I watched it this morning. I don't believe you. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> nine times out of ten you don't watch the film before that is not true i've watched every film i spent five minutes making my notes and i'm like i hate you and then you're like i'm sorry it was 10 minutes i lied i watched the movie but i write my notes about 10 minutes before we log on fine i'll pull up my (laughs) disney plus and i will show you that i I believe anyway okay ladies um so it's not an insult to me just saying (laughs) My best. I absolutely love the evolution of Han Solo. Hmm. So we get him, you know, the first movie we see him in, um, in New Hope, he doesn't believe in the Force at all. He thinks it's a conspiracy and doesn't Mumbo exist. Jumbo was and the exact terminology. Thank and you. And now we have him in this movie being like, no, dude, it, it exists. It's, it's real. real. The yeah, crazy thing cool. is, it's all real. <laughs> it only took him, you know, 30 plus years to and, mm-hmm. a, and to have a kid with someone who's force sensitive and have a force sensitive son and a Jedi you know, son. Yeah. Yeah. It only took him that far, but I love kind of seeing like his development and him and him growing into, um, into star Wars. And my worst is why the F did it take 38 years to get a female protagonist? Yeah. Yeah. Just F Padme. Then. You. <laughs> I, so Yes, she's a protagonist, oh, but but she's not the God. the main protagonist. I get it. This is you no know, Disney took it over. This is Disney's move to 
make it more equal. But, and I get it when these movies came out in the seventies, you know, this wasn't, you know, this was a very male driven and still is a very male driven, um, in Hollywood. As in- indicated by our, our breakdown of our audience being 75% male of this podcast. <laughs> Actually, that's changed. We're now 60-40. Ooh, 60-40! Yeah. Still a minority. <laughs> Happy but last day of women's history. It's, and it's not for lack of marketing. We have a, a great marketing manager. So, Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so if, if we don't have enough women listening to this podcast... There Men, can only be one recruit reason for us this. some women. What there are you no, good for? There could only be one reason for this <laughs> is that women are choosing not to have good enough representation. Just saying. We choose not to have. Oh, don't. I'm going to. The women who are not listening gonna, to this podcast okay, are right. choosing to not listen to it. Somebody hold me back. Saudi's going to kick your ass, Andrew. Yeah, she is. Literally. <laughs> How? That was literally factual. If you're not listening to this, you either don't know it exists or you're choosing not to listen to this. No, but I to, to Andrew's point, Padme. Yes, she's a protagonist, but the movie she's not is not the main character. She, yeah, it's a. I, there's four other characters. This she's the, a the, quad track tritagonist. Whatever <laughs> like that means. Yes. <laughs> we had tritagonist, and you guys were like, "What is that?" So that if so, I've really enjoyed this movie. So, I mean, that's a pretty strong worst. Is why did it take 38 years? Great it's a and, really it's a really good worst though like and for real, why then did we that long and then we got rogue one female protagonist mm-hmm. yes! and the rest of this trilogy is female driven yes a lot so. of it the next film is very heavily female driven yes we'll get into that i mean being a man myself obviously i like a male driven movie but it's nice to see the change it really is and it sucks that we have to say that Really yes. Does. Yes, White. I'm so so proud of you for. Well, there are plenty things. of stories that like should and kind of need to be uh, women driven. Just like there are plenty of stories that like work yeah. best if they're men driven. Absolutely. But like they should have equal representation of each one of those stories. Yes. But to Wyatt's point, like how many movies do we have about a white dude in New York City? Give me something else. Every Die Hard movie. Too. <laughs> don't talk about comic book comic book mo- movies like that. Yeah. It's like don't come for Barry Allen like that. But he's not in New York. I know. It was a joke because I knew you would get upset. Oh my god, that I'm was not, so easy. I'm not upset. I'm just saying he's supposed to be in like I don't know, the Minneapolis Twin Peaks area area. <laughs> All right. Alyssa, your best and worst. My best was Ray's vision. Um I think that scene just like is so visually stunning and very interesting how things like continue to tumble into new territory and um, different flashbacks. And it was very unhinged and uncomfortable. And she's looking at herself and she's looking at the present and she's looking at the past. Um, And I didn't really realize this until rewatching. And maybe this has happened every time I rewatch it and I just don't retain it. I forget (laughs) that. Um, She's very naturally gifted in the force and we know this, but the thing I always forget was when Kylo accesses her brain, her memory, whatever we want to call it. And he said, when you go away, you, when you sleep at night, you dream of an Island. And I was like, Luke Skywalker's on an Island. Like, Oh my God. You know what I mean? So, um, 
I just thought that was really interesting. And I don't know if that's intentional or not, that that's the same Island. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just thought that was really interesting. Like she, it's kind of like wizard of Oz, like you had it inside you all along, Dorothy, you knew what to do kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I think that's just the best scene, but we also love the emotional moments, the comedic moments. We get that, that newfound, uh, Yoda in the canon of, of Maz doing the whole (laughs) spiel about the force, which was really beautiful. Um, we get Ray seeing green for the first time. That's just like, oh, right in the heart. It's so good. Yeah. I didn't um, know that there was this much green in the galaxy. Yes. Yes. It was so like, wow. Like you really get to put yourself in that person's shoes when she says that. Cause she's been on, it's just like Luke. She'd been on that planet in the desert for gosh knows how exactly. long. Yeah. And really the only difference was he wanted to go. He was like, I don't want to be a moisture farmer and who can blame him? Cause what the heck is that? <laughs> I don't want to be a moisture farmer anymore. I want to go play with my friends. I want to go be a pilot. I want to explore the galaxy. And then we get Ray who's no, I'm little orphan Rady and I'm never going to leave Jakku because my parents are coming back for me. My family's coming back for me. And Maz is like, LOL. No, you need to move on with your life. Um, <laughs> like, sorry to, sorry to break it to you, sweetheart. Move on. Um, so yeah, I think all of that was very, very emotional. And then we've already touched on some of the comedic parts, obviously BB-8 doing the thumbs up, which we keep thinking is like him flipping the bird. I died. It was so funny <laughs> the first time I saw it. And it's still funny every time. Um, obviously we poked fun at General Hux's speech and our spoiler warning. Oh, so good. So funny. So good. Um, Chewie getting his arm repaired. Oh, that sounds scary. You know, ah. he's retelling the, the war story. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh, that was so good. And my favorite you, like comedic is so great. My favorite comedic moment was Kylo's anger. Like anytime he's like blowing shit up and the stormtrooper or the technician is just like, um, okay. And the stormtroopers back away, go in the other room, just Have like you the, seen the SNL the, sketch. Uh, yes, I was about to say that when he's the <laughs> undercover boss. Yes. Uh, so funny. <laughs> Yes. Do you guys know I'm Kylo Ren? Yes, we know. Yes, we know. <laughs> Kylo Ren has sick abs. Have you guys seen his abs? I've seen him without a shirt. He looks amazing. <laughs> and they're like, shut up. Yeah, I've already pretty much said my worst, that it was the similarity, similarity to the original trilogy, which I have a love-hate relationship with. But there was one Kylo Ren line that I did have trouble with upon rewatching. <laughs> when he gets Ray in the chair and she's like um, got shackles on and she's a prisoner literally. And she's like, where am I? Home syndrome. Yes. And he goes, you're my guest. And I was like, beauty and the beast. (laughs) (laughs) Disney, why? Disney, why? We're getting Stockholm syndrome all again. She fell in love with her captor and I'm going to leave it at that. I do love beauty and the beast. Can you just imagine like a droid coming out and being like, be a uh, guest <laughs> with her? Oh, yes. Oh no, my gosh. Instead of a candlestick, you just get three PO out there. He's yeah. Cold. It's this similar accent. Don't get me just roll with it. On that droid. Ugh. Well, I'd, li- I'd like to build off of uh, what Alyssa said, because the comedy aspects was one of my favorites. Yeah. The, sure. Yes. The BB thumbs up, you know, you know, Chewy being all big and brave, but <laughs> the, it was pointed out. I didn't catch it 
until like my my fourth rewatch last week. Uh, but JJ pointed out on the director's commentary of Kylo just absolutely lost his shit. He's <laughs> slashing up everything, and he goes like, and then all of a sudden, anything else? <laughs> and just yeah. little moments like that. The troopers <laughs> turning around, and uh, the jokes in the beginning of you know Finn keeps taking Ray's hand. Stop taking my hand. Yes, Stop my hand. Then all of a sudden, Ray takes his hand. Yeah, yes. and yes. the I comedy that. got me. Um, I was like, clearly Finn's been watching Doctor Who because they literally grab the companion's hand and run um, every single time. And they never complain. But Wyatt, just like TikTok, okay, grab my hand when I say, and we run. Keep holding my hand. Keep holding my hand. <laughs> the comedy in this movie is probably the better of pretty much all of them except for like maybe solo and rogue one were the only ones that kind of had more comedy so i would i would agree with you on that point yeah. adam for sure mm-hmm. so and for a dislike just i was i was watching it you know casually at work you know over the last couple of days and and the commentary last night i just i find i hate finn <laughs> I, I i can't stand oh, no. him he is a straight up liar his first thing, it's, oh, I'm busting out of here because it's the right thing to do. No, you need a pilot. You're <laughs> well, trying to was, leave. He At least very, he was honest. That was a very obvious lie. That Right. Yeah. He, he, he was, he he, get, you saw that he paused and he was like, I know the real reason, but like, I have to protect my ass to get out of here mm-hmm. <laughs> to say, oh, because it's the right thing. I to mean, do. yeah, he did lie, He's but he also admitted that he lied. At any moment, right. We well, got caught in his, in his BS. That's but true. we do That's see true. that so, later on when he's a freaking deserter and he's like, yeah, I'm inspecting this pod. And Rose is like, mm-hmm. LOL, let me tase your ass. He keeps mm-hmm. lying, you know, going down on onto Jakku and he's all like, yeah, I'm, I'm with the resistance. Just, I'm, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is what resistance looks like. Yep. Nope, <laughs> straight up lie. And I, I just find myself not liking him more and more. Um, That's because C-3PO didn't have enough airtime. For us to have someone to be annoyed with the whole film. <laughs> no. Gotta love 3PO. The original cockwalk, C3PO. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I wanted to like Finn a lot. I mean, I do like Finn, but like again, I believe they wasted his potential by by far. The guy's a brilliant actor, in my opinion. Um, so they kind of they are they already started with the with the he did that for three movies literally that's literally what he did for three movies and like he but said that's he, writing he lied that's a little not bit. acting that's not no no, know, no no it's not yeah. it's not his fault uh, uh, in my opinion it's not his fault at all it was the writing i thought he did what he had to do just fine but they didn't give him a lot in yeah my opinion. They, mm-hmm. they did his character dirty like yeah john boyega i like his acting he you know he had the you know the emphasis the emphasis and 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 the feeling there and you could see it he i just delivered I all of his lines i don't like pretty. fn 2187 hmm. fair enough <laughs> what if han had brought kylo back and you know he's given him that little Ooh. speech first order would have fell on its butt between him and luke training uh training ray it's, and then I, I think that would have been enough to bring luke out of hiding essentially well, he really? was in hiding because he he had failed. Yeah. You know, he failed Ben and turned mm-hmm. him into Kylo. True, true. And now Ben's back. So I think that would have been enough to be like, all right, now there's three of us fighting the First Order. Oh, my God. That makes do me you, so sad. That's a whole different you, movie. Do you think that Luke would have forgiven him? Who? 
Kylo. Oh yeah. I don't know I think that he already I, had. He I, didn't yeah, forgive I, himself. Yeah, it would it'd be much more um more like Luke asking for, for Kylo's forgiveness. I mean, obviously Kylo did kill a bunch of younglings yeah. and Padawans and hopefully not Grogu. Yeah. Um <laughs> but so hopefully he gets uh, rescued again. But so yeah. he did kill a lot of people. So there is some things he does have to forgive him for, but I think I think he would just fine. Yeah. I mean, I know I kind of jokingly said therapy earlier, but like, I think that's kind of the whole point of Luke Skywalker's character in the next film. And the development there is like, he's kind of the poster child for all of this, like trauma and depression that he's casting upon himself, um, you know, after that traumatic incident, because it was traumatic, you know what I mean? And, and that, that reveal and that just sadness all of it is just it's a lot so i think it's a completely different trilogy too without all of that for sure but i don't know how that would uh match up against snoke if you still have snoke in the equation i'm not entirely convinced that it's an easy fight uh i don't know he killed them somewhat easily yeah real easy yeah but it was a killed him off like it was a trick doesn't matter but i'm saying like if you're you're taking away that circumstance then right because now if you have han succeeding you don't get the throne room scene which is obviously the best one in this entire trilogy and we can say that but if we don't get that circumstance then we don't get the whole he's turning the blade to strike true to his intentions and then how are they gonna you know, get in that same circumstance. You see what I'm saying? The well, you take Snoke, one domino out yeah, and the ro- rest of the row doesn't fall. It's true. It's true. But Snoke was worried enough that they were going to bring Luke back into the fold. So if he's worried enough that he's going, that means he has to be some what of a danger to him, in my opinion. Yeah. And I didn't imagine- say they couldn't beat him, but I'm saying it would be difficult. Sorry, Adam. Please. No, you're me. you're fine. Um. Well, we saw in, you know, Mando season two, just Luke at his full potential, just how badass he was. Mm-hmm. Imagine 30 years of wisdom. Yes. And and self-realization. <laughs> yes. How how OP Luke could have been yes. if he had stayed there. Yeah. You know, yes. He would have been worthy he did of cut himself. Snoke. He did cut himself off from the force, which we find out in the next movie. Right. We don't know right. how long he did that. If it was right away, if it was like a few years or halfway into it, he's like, you know what? I'm going to cut myself out. But, but as long as like he can tap back into that and get back to somewhere close to where he was, then that's a, that's a really good point. Tap that. <laughs> anyway. Crazy. I had to have one. I had to have one. You just had to. Well, boys, I bypassed the compressor (laughs) (laughs) and we made it to the end of the podcast. (laughs) So we definitely have to thank our amazing guest, Adam. So yay. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. I'm going to be sharing this with at least my wife, my mom, every woman I know. So we'll get that woman, that woman listeners up. We're, We're working on it girl power to the max but we so appreciate you being here and sharing all of your really awesome opinions and getting just another fun mix of conversation Uh, make sure to tune in to our next episode which will be on star wars episode eight the last jedi (laughs) 
Give you a spicy one. Oof. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. In the meantime, check us out on Instagram at Spectre underscore radio and on Facebook as Spectre Radio. Be sure to submit your questions via social media for a chance to hear us answer them on our upcoming segment, Consult the Council. This is Spectre Radio, signing off. <laughs>